0: Claim this discount by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join PhotographyCourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Have you ever been interested in taking meaningful and eye-catching self-portraits? If so, our self-portrait of photography indoors on a budget course is perfect for you. I'm actually the instructor, and I'll be teaching you how to take really beautiful photographs of yourself indoors without investing in any other equipment. These lessons are all about making the most of what you have, experienced or not, and telling an authentic story. There are 30 video lessons that include quizzes, the community of photographers, random surprises, and much more. This is an incredible opportunity for you to improve your self-portrait photography skills and to impress everyone around you. I have a very special discount code just for our podcast listeners. We're offering a 50% discount code just for you. Use this code to claim your discount, Portrait50. Hello, everyone. My name is Taya, and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. Today's episode is all about... Anna Heimkreiter, a German travel and self-portrait photographer who often travels solo. We talk about budget-friendly travel, self-portrait photography tips, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi Anna, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, Taya. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here.
1: Um, Well, my name is Anna Heinkreiter, very complicated German last name, I know. (laughs) I am a photographer and illustrator, but first and foremost, a traveler at heart. I mostly do self portrait photography, kind of conceptual, creative self portraits. But of course, a large part of my work is also just to document my travels and share what I experience in the world. And when it comes to my illustrations, I only started that not not even even a year ago. And they're kind of influenced by the spiritual and psychedelic realm. So a little bit different than my photography, but I enjoy doing
0: both. That's really interesting. And was there anything specific that inspired you to become an illustrator and to make it a part of your community, a part of your website? It was very random, to be honest. As a child, I loved sitting
1: down and I could draw for hours and hours. But as an adult, I haven't really been doing that. It, it was on my journey to Italy last year where I was waiting for my couch surfing host and he had colors and paint lying around. So I decided to draw him a picture as a thank you. And I was really inspired by it. And I somehow had this random inspiration in my mind like, oh, I could become an illustrator <laughs> just like that. So I started to practice drawing. And um, yes, things kind of
0: went from there. That's amazing. And it's so cool that it happened that way, because when it's not forced and it just happens spontaneously, I think that's the best feeling ever, right?
1: Yes, it really came from the heart.
0: <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, when it comes to your photography, what camera equipment do you use?
1: Um, I use a full frame mirrorless camera, a Sony Alpha 7 III. And my most used lens is a Tamron lens, a zoom lens, 28 to 75 millimeters with a f-point of 2.8. And I leave it on for most of the work I do um, because I'm kind of lazy to switch lenses. And of course, with my travels, I'm often restricted and I can't carry that much gear. So that's my main lens and it works for most of the stuff I want to be doing. So it's easy to just choose one. But I also do have an 85 millimeter f1.8 lens. It's gorgeous for portraits, but I don't use it nearly as much as I wish I did.
0: Mm, that's really cool. And so the 28 millimeter, that's pretty wide, right? That's really useful in landscape slash self-portrait photography I imagine.
1: Exactly yes and if it's not wide enough I just you know like stitch several pictures together that works as well but for most situations I encounter it works perfectly fine.
0: Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you like to travel you're a solo adventurer I'd love to know more about your lifestyle and how it has affected you as a photographer.
1: Yes Um, so I think I've always been a little bit of a traveler I remember my parents telling me that when I was a child and they would mention going anywhere, no matter how little the trip, five minutes later, I would stand in front of them with my tiny little rabbit backpack, fully packed and ready to go. (laughs) So I was always excited to go on adventures. Um, But yeah, that kind of kept going as I grew older. And of course, many years ago, the way I travel was different from how it was how it is now, it was way less adventurous, and I was still still scared of many of the things that I see now as normal and that have become just my life um but yeah, a couple of years ago, I really knew that I don't want just to travel to go on a vacation; I want this to be my life, so I really work towards becoming a full time traveler, which is what I've been doing now for about two and a half years and Traveling really has shaped me so much as a person and also as a photographer, of course. So it definitely affected the kind of pictures um, that I take, of course, a part of this is just taking photos to document and to remember the things I experience, but also to share them with others. And traveling really opened my eyes to how much wonder and awe and magic is in this world and If my photos can transport that to others, that's the most beautiful thing to me. Because so many people, I feel like they're sitting at home and they're feeling unhappy, even though they have so many things to be grateful for. And it's really just a matter of opening your eyes. It's not about how much you have or how much you experience. It's just about approaching things with gratitude and seeing the beauty of the world. And that's really what I want to capture in my images.
0: And you really do capture that, honestly. When I look at your work, I feel like I've traveled a little bit myself in that area. And I'm very grateful for that. And you capture so beautifully different kinds of landscapes. And you manage to include yourself in those landscapes. And it's just all very evenly placed, if that makes sense. Like the atmosphere is on Mm -hmm. So you definitely see that. (laughs) I'm very glad to hear it's working. (laughs) That's very kind of you to say. A lot of people, especially photographers, you know, they want to travel, but they're afraid that they have to spend a lot of money or that they, you know, if they travel alone, that they'll end up in a difficult or dangerous situation. What advice would you give to people who want to go on adventures without breaking the bank or, you know, getting into trouble?
1: (laughs) Well, people often assume that you need to be rich to travel. And it's one of the most frequent reasons I hear why people hold themselves back. Like, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, or I'm afraid, But you don't need so much money. You do need a little bit of courage and you need a lot of trust that everything will be okay in the end. And that's really how it turns out every time. (laughs) And the world is full of kindness. And when you dare to go look for it, you will find it. And actually, when you're looking to have an adventure, not having a lot of money is kind of your best friend because it makes you go out of your comfort zone. You automatically look for different ways of doing things. If you have a lot of money, yes, you can go to a luxury resort and lie by the pool all day long. But that's not really traveling to me. That's tourism. And in the end, if you do that all the time, I feel like it gets kind of boring. It might be nice for a while, but if you have that financial constraint or even if you challenge yourself to not spend so much money you automatically you have more adventures maybe you instead of taking the train you might go hitchhiking or instead of paying for a hotel you'd stay in a hostel where you meet amazing people or you stay with strangers that you meet or you go couch surfing you can instead of spending a lot of money on food and so on, and um, you can just offer to do a work exchange and yeah, just trade your skills for food and accommodation and really immerse yourself in a culture. You really see so much more that way. And for me personally, a big thing is also just, you know, like moving forward out of my own strength. I love to go on long distance trails and just hike and everything I need that is it's on my back and I can carry it out of my own strength I go camping in the mountains and I really don't need any money for that except for a little bit of food so money is it's a frequent worry but it really shouldn't stop you from doing what you want to be doing
0: that's a really really Beautiful sentiment, and especially I like the perspective of you don't need to have a lot of money to go on an adventure, and having an adventure without a lot of money is an adventure in and of itself. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true, yes. (laughs) Great perspective. Hopefully that will help the listeners look at traveling from a different perspective. But, you know, there are people out there with full-time jobs, and I know that you mentioned on your website that you had a full-time job at one point as well. Was Mm -hmm. there when you just quit? or how did that happen
1: um well since it's been kind of long coming that i do want to travel full time i didn't quit i luckily had a job that was already um in a specific time frame so i knew i would only be doing that temporarily Mm -hmm. um it was kind of a replacement for a parental leave for a foundation here in germany and um yeah so i all this time, while I was working, that job I already had in mind, I want to save up as much money as possible so I can live live the life I want to be living afterwards and really go full time into traveling for as long as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. So you had that plan beforehand. Yeah, it's really smart. Yeah, it's
1: been in the making for a couple of years,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the safest way to approach it as well. If you have something that you've saved up and you've been thinking of traveling for some time, you've had some plans I think it's easier to make your dreams come true that way
1: yes for sure you know some people they do just quit and then leave without having anything saved up and there are people who travel with no money at all and it can all work out fine but since I like to have a little bit of safety and financial security I felt more comfortable doing it that way and easing into it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I guess it depends on the personality of whoever wants to travel, like whatever you're feeling comfortable with, stay true to that and don't necessarily feel like you have to follow. Yeah, myself. exactly. That's, 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 yeah, that's very right. right. PhotographyCourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms, like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton.
1: Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level. By clicking the link in the description, that's what I did, and I haven't looked back.
0: If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. And we previously talked about your beautiful self-portraits and the photos that you take in gorgeous landscapes. Do you have any technical tips for people who want to take sharp and creative photos of themselves outdoors?
1: Okay, so I'm not
0: a very technical
1: photographer and most people probably would tell you first off for self-portraits you need to get a tripod. Um, Actually, a lot of my self-portraits happen without any tripod at all, especially when I'm hiking. I just balance my camera on tree stumps or my shoe or whatever. It's not very safe, but I do have my gear insured, which is very important, I believe. Um, But yeah, of course, having a tripod helps to really get the angle you want and um, then of course like you can just use the self-timer but having a remote really helps because your camera then you can already position yourself in front of the camera and then focus accordingly Um, so when I started photography I really did that game of running back and forth for literally every single self-portrait that I took to run Mm -hmm. back to my camera check if I was in focus try to get it right again. So um, when I had a, finally had a remote to remote control my camera, that helped a lot to get the focus right. And nowadays, I just use my phone as a remote, which is absolutely genius, because I can just see on my phone screen what the image will look like. So it also helps a lot with posing. I can see if I'm in focus. I can set the timer so I have enough time to put my phone away and I'll just edit it out later. Um, But yeah, technology has really advanced for that, I'd say. Um, I'm sure it also works for other types of camera. I'm not sure, but yeah by use it's the sony imagine edge i think it's called and yeah it's very useful and apart from that it's just good to experiment as much as you can and you know creativity is something that grows the more you do it so i really believe in just going out and doing it and from that everything else comes and you just learn so much naturally
0: our 365 Days of Photography course is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ has produced this course in a step-by-step format, which is very easy to follow. The course is presented in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. Each lesson is around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others in the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we're offering a very special discounted price of $199. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I like what you said about your phone, using your phone. I know that some Sony and Nikon and Canon cameras have this feature, and it's so useful, as you said. I mean, you can see yourself and focus on yourself, and I think you can even change your camera settings from a distance. That's so cool. Yeah, you can. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and especially since sometimes I'm in very, at least for my conceptual self-portraits, I'm in very uncomfortable positions. Like I climb up in a tree and I'm just in some strange pose or something. So not having to come back to my camera from there, it's really
0: a game changer. (laughs) Absolutely. And I can imagine that when you go on these solo trips, you probably visit a lot of places that don't have an internet connection or you know, are pretty isolated in that sense. And it must be very freeing for you as an artist to just be in your own thoughts and to come up with ideas without being distracted by notifications all the time.
1: Yes, really. um Nature does connect me so much to my inner being. And I really enjoy that part of being out there, just being with myself. Because when all those distractions fall away that we have in our daily life, and we're just being with ourselves, I feel like that's a very honest and raw state. And it's also very good for creating because you don't, you know, you don't think about what amazing picture you want to create next. It just happens naturally. And yeah, that's the beautiful thing about getting away from it all and really stepping into that conversation with nature and yourself.
0: Yeah, so that's one of the many benefits of traveling on your own. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. You also mentioned that you're an illustrator. I want, I'm want i really curious to know how you balance your passion for drawing and photography. Does this happen naturally, or do you sometimes have to force yourself to be more creative in one area? Mm,
1: I can't really tell yet, because illustration is still a very new thing in my life, so mm. it's only been going on for a bit more than half a year that I do digital illustration. Um, so I can't really tell how I will balance it in the long run, but... In general, everything in my life feels very cyclical. I pursue all my passions kind of in phases. So maybe at some point I'll be like very invested in photography and I'll be taking pictures every day. I'll build props for myself, portraits and stuff like that. And then I just sit down drawing every day. It's also influenced by how I travel, where I am. Of course, if I'm on a long distance hike, I won't be bringing many dresses for conceptual self-portraits or my drawing tablets. So maybe I'll be taking more outdoor photos in that time. Um, so it's everything
0: kind of, yeah, cyclical. Yeah, so everything influences you. Everything that, are, that is around you kind of has an effect on. You. Yeah,
1: the important thing to me is to just create in some way or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ultimately, that's the most important thing. Because a lot of photographers worry that they don't spend enough time with their cameras, then they'll lose their spark. But there are so many other creative outlets out there. And as long as you're being creative in one area of your life, then I think you can always go back to photography and feel just as creative as you did when you left it.
1: Yeah. And those different creative disciplines, so to say, they can always inspire each other and maybe an idea you have while drawing will influence your photography and the other way around. So I think it's always good to be dabbling in different things a little bit.
0: Absolutely. There's a blog post on your website that's titled, All the Reasons Why Social Media is Bad for Artists. What should photographers be wary of when they are on social media?
1: Well, that blog post, it turned out very long because I could really. Think of that many reasons why social media is just a terrible idea for artists and most people in general, maybe. And I've been struggling with my relationship with social media for a long time because, of course, in one way I want to use it to connect with people. I found so much inspiration on there. It allows me to keep in touch with faraway photographers. I mean, without social media, I wouldn't be following your work and that would be a loss of course but then again it's yeah like you you do want to be seen but it also takes a lot from you it takes a lot of energy it distracts you a lot and it's designed to be that way it's not designed to make us happy of course it does because of those nice little dopamine hits we get whenever someone likes our picture or something but in the end we just end up comparing ourselves a lot and waiting for that gratification and it's just everything very instant and you end up wasting a lot more time on social media than you would have liked to and especially as an artist i think that's dangerous because that time you could be using to create the things you really want to be creating and your mental health could be really suffering from it um so The advice that I have to share and kind of the direction that I want to go in for myself as well is just to be mindful of how much you consume on social media because really it is consumption what you're doing there. You get all this information input and I don't think as humans we're designed or we haven't evolved yet to handle that much information and be mindful of what you consume and how it makes you feel and if it doesn't make you feel good maybe it's time to take a break from social media or yeah leave social media for a while or even delete your profile it depends how bad it gets and in general i always try to stick with the guideline of creating more than I consume. I really always want to put creating first and then I can relax watching reels for 15 minutes straight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Reels are very addicting. (laughs) They are (laughs) meant to be this way. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And I completely agree with you. I think it's very healthy to create more than you consume and I think it's possible to get into the habit of noticing when you start to feel bad on social media and immediately putting your phone away or putting your laptop away or whatever, and just focusing on something else. I think that's a habit that is absolutely something anyone can develop, but definitely takes patience and a lot of self-discipline, but it's it's a possibility. Uh, and I'm working on that myself as well. And it's definitely a matter of balancing things and putting your creativity first
1: yes for sure you got to be very conscious and mindful there
0: yeah okay Anna my last question for you is what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world um
1: I'm not much about big achievements I don't want to win any prizes with my photography or art in general but what is important to me right now is that I want to be able to make a living doing what I love, which is traveling and making art and how exactly that looks like in the future. doesn't really matter so much to myself, but I really want to go down that path of being a traveling artist and just getting more of that. Because I think when we do what we love, we serve the world best and we get to share our light with the world, which is such a beautiful thing. And, If I could choose one thing, like one impact that I want to leave, it's just to inspire people to live fully and to be courageous and just see their inner worth and not be so constrained by the limitations of society or limitations that we put on ourselves. Um, It's really just about appreciating. The beauty of life. And yeah, if I can pass that on to other people, that would be a great achievement to me.
0: That is a really wholesome and beautiful answer. And I am sure that you will achieve that in the future because you are already achieving it. You are such a bright and positive and calm person, both online and in your photographs. And it's just, I can sense that from you. I've been sensing that from you (laughs) for some time. But now, having had this conversation with you, it's, something that I'm certain of. So thank you for sharing your story with everyone. I had a lot of fun finding out about your solo adventures and your beautiful photography. And I wish you all the best with your future endeavors.
1: Thank you so much, Taya. It's been great finally getting to know you. And thank you so much for your thoughtful questions and kind words. I wish you all the
0: best. Thank you. Great big photography world wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return, for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. Anna has a very inspiring life. I enjoyed listening to her stories about solo travel, and I hope that her experiences encourage you to make the most of what you have. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography.